baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Laura, we have so much to talk about. Yeah, a lot to catch up on. It's great to have you back. Thank you. How was the trip? Fabulous. You were in the Keys? I was in Keys? Key West in Miami Beach. So I've never been to Key West. It's it's glorious. What? Like I have this image of like a Jimmy Buffett style lifestyle. It's very laid back. It doesn't really matter what time it is in Key West, I will say. Oh. But it's cool. It's so it, relaxing. It's super relaxing. There is a party zone on all along Duval Street. But once you get off Duval and into the neighborhoods a little bit in some of the obscure little wonderful restaurants and bars and just shops and it's it's beautiful and a lot of activities too i actually went jet skiing and kayaking and rode a bike all over the island so it was great what was what was your favorite of the things you did my favorite let's see my favorite thing my favorite favorite just for family time which was wonderful. We took our son, 21-year-old kid. Mm. Um, the favorite thing we did as a family for me was actually on our last day, which was in Miami Beach, so back up out of the Keys, yep. where we unexpectedly got some really nice weather that we thought it was going to be just an, another cloudy day because we had a lot of cloudy days this last week. But we had a beautiful, spectacular, sunny day. It was really warm, and the waves at Miami Beach were perfect. And the three of us jumped and played in those waves for probably uh, 45 minutes straight, walked to the beach, just had a beautiful time mm. together. And I, I love that, <clears throat> not just for the, the quality family time, yeah. but just because we got some really great weather on our last day that was uh, not expected. So, so nice. That yeah, was great. I wonder what that's like. You know, we've, we've had our first month of our 18-year-old college student yes. home with us. And yep. it's been so interesting. Yeah. Sort of getting a glimpse into what Seth will become. I know. Like you don't, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, you sent away a little kid. And now it's like, it's oh. It's different. You- yeah. yeah. And so what's it like being able to vacation with you? It's I mean, that so sounds wonderful. Great. It's so wonderful. And, mm. you know, he's been vacationing with us most of the time when we oh, go places. Nice. Not every time. Yeah. But now this time I noticed there's just like he's he's passed some kind of a threshold into some level of maturity where he truly is having a great time with us huh. and is responsible and is you know, just thoughtful and wonderful and fun. Like, and he always has been, but it's yeah. different now. It's like, different. It's, it's, it's a young grown up. It's not somebody who needs to be mothered or taken care of. Mm-hmm. There was one night in Miami where he wanted to go to a club, check it out. So he went by himself. We went to bed at 10 o'clock and he was out. And that was nerve wracking for me because yeah. It was getting late, and he right. wasn't back yet, and getting late, and he wasn't back <laughs> yet. But then, you know, we're in contact. We're texting. He was just fine. Yeah. He was just checking it out. Yeah, it's late, but it's not late for him. He's always out of late. Of course, right. Yeah. So as How long cool, as was, like, to see that confidence, too. Yes. that Yeah, that was really neat. And it, it was nice to really not have to worry about him, yeah. you know, and yeah. to see him having so mm. much fun. So it was it was lovely. 
I was talking to, uh, I was out at uh, my dermatologist today, mm-hmm. and I was talking to their social media person, who's a young woman, her name is Belle, and she was talking about how when she remembered coming home from college, yeah. like each time she felt like a little more confident, yes. a little more mature, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure like to the kid it feels like a little Mm-hmm. But to the parent, you're like, I haven't seen Whoa. this, kid. whatever, right? Yeah, yes. And then to be able, like the the goal, I don't know. My mom always said that the goal of parenting is not to raise good kids. It's to raise good adults. Yes. And that it, it gives you a bit of a longer term view of mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about raising good adults... You don't get as stressed out when you run into like no, the bumps. And that stuff's going to happen. It's going to happen because yeah. the goal, and it also lets you like not get too obsessed about whatever parenting trend of the moment is. Yeah. Because the goal is like, well, yeah, they, they, the kid might not like me now, whatever. Right. Yep. The goal is like when they're 21, 22, 26. They come back and yeah. they like you again and they're good people. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it was great. Do you, you like going to Florida, right? Yeah, well, not everywhere in Florida, but I, I, Key West is kind of our place. We've been yeah. there several times, and we like to fly into Miami, rent a car, and drive down through the Keys and stop along the way at other cool places. There's so, a- do you have a plan? Like, you have a you have a, a place reserved, or are you just sort of letting the travel take? We you? have a plan. Yeah, we we kind of let the travel take us when we're driving through the Keys. Mm. There are a few places where we always know that we want to stop. Like, for instance, there's this place called Robbie's Marina in Isla Morada, which is about halfway down the Keys, and this is like an old school. Something right out of the fifties mm. fishing resort, with uh, with the straw thatched roofs on yes. these little things, uh. and and they have tarpon where you can walk out onto the um, docks and feed the tarpon. The big these are Whoa, big huge big fish that fish. just lurk around wow. the docks, and that's super fun. What else did cool. we do there? Oh, they have little shops, and it's just a fun stop along the way. Was it busy? Yeah. It's always busy. Always busy. Yeah. We were there in the morning on a not-so-great weather day, but it was still busy. It was still fun. Yeah. And then you come home to this. Yes. When I left left Miami yesterday morning, it was 73 and humid. And when I stepped off that plane and just felt the whatever the thing is that attaches the plane to the airport, the jetway, yeah. Yeah. Not in the appropriate jacket. It was just like, here we go. And we knew it was coming, and we knew that, you know, we just had to make the most of every single day we had down there. And I think we did. It was just really a wonderful time. Did you, like, did you fully disconnect? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you you hear our company went bankrupt while you were gone? (laughs) I think I did hear that because my husband (laughs) didn't fully disconnect, and he filled me in. Yeah. But, yeah, I I was It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Don't... any listeners out there, like Chad talks about it sometimes. You know how Chad yes. talks about the company with respect and reverence. Uh, mm-hmm. But to listeners, it do- it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Like whatever broadcast right. broadcast companies, who knows it even how we're. All the time. Yeah, it happens. All sorts of companies do that. Right. But we're, it's fine. It'll be fine. Work. I mean, we're told it's going to be fine, so we just need to believe it, right? That. I mean, as professional communicators and journalist, you, former journalist, me, we always put our trust in corporate America. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you get an email that says, don't worry about it. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
I huh? mean, you know what? The studio is the same. I don't know. It doesn't make much of a difference to me. Nothing we can do except do our jobs and do a good job at it. We try. Yeah. We try. No guarantees. Right. Seth leaves. Uh, well, were you here when I had Seth on the show? No. So Seth brought uh, brought a girlfriend back here. That's right. The Did they come into the and studio? They came in and then they were <gasps> oh, on the show. Fun. Oh, it was that's very great. Fun. Yeah. Nice. You know, if you're going to date one of my kids, it's part of the deal. Yeah. You got to be ready. Yep. Your life may become fodder for the show. How did she do? Uh, I thought she did well. You, Dan Dan says she did pretty well. Good. Yeah. It's a little intimidating, oh, right? Oh, sure it is. He must have prepped her, though. I think she she knew yeah. what was going on. Good. She's a film student. Oh, so, yeah. Like, she wants to be an editor. Oh, cool. Like, I could use an editor. Really, in all <laughs> sense. I could probably use an editor. Before you left town, right? you had a pretty amazing mm. life moment. Do you want to share sure a little did. bit about that? Yes. So, my sister and I, I have one sister who's two years younger than me. She has been researching on Ancestry.com for years after our mother told us when we were teenagers, long, long time ago, that she had a baby before I was born. I'm mm-hmm. the oldest. Right. Okay. So she, she had a baby boy in 1965 that was put up for adoption because back in that day, single mom. Single mom. She's pretty young. Boyfriend, pretty young. Just, yeah. yes. So that's what it happened. That's what, di- what happened. So she had him in Milwaukee. Even though my mother was from the Iron Range, her parents shipped her off to Milwaukee to an aunt or a relative's house to be pregnant, have the baby, and give it up, pretty much. Yep. And um, so she did, and she she kept the records open so that if he ever wanted to find her, track down his birth mother, that he'd be able to do that easily. Oh, interesting. Uh, Even at that time, she... Even at that time, she... Yes. That's pretty cool. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So... We didn't know much about this at all, except for our mom had a baby boy two years before I was born. That was it. That was it. Didn't think much about it. But my sister did some digging, and in the past maybe year and a half, she tracked him down. Mm. She knew his name. Through Ancestry. Through Ancestry.com. She did the DNA test herself. she did the DNA test. You start getting the weird emails from the third cousin or whatever. Yeah, and then she found him. She found him. It turned out to, he turned out to be real. He turned out to be living as one of your neighbors in the West Metro, Jason. Mm. And after a while, we finally figured out a way to have the three of us meet. And this happened maybe three weeks ago, early, early January. We met him for coffee and lunch in St. Paul for the first time. And he was meeting us for the first time. And when he got there, he thought he was just, I don't know what, where the wires got crossed, but he thought he was coming to just meet some cousins that he had tracked down on Ancestry.com. Oh, wow. And then to find out that we were his half-sisters wow. who all had the same mother, Yeah, it was just, it was the most beautiful day. He's this wonderful guy. Mm. And I'm just so grateful that we got to meet him and that it turned out this way. And now we're going to, our families are all going to get together in a couple of weeks to so everybody can get to know each other. And it was fabulous. And it was surreal. And it was a little weird because his eyes are very much my mom's eyes. Mm. 
but he's just this kind, loving man and um, had a lot of questions. I we, bet. We just well, you chatted. were nervous about this. I was very but, nervous. But what was his reaction when he realized that, that you were not, in fact, Cousins. his cousin? We were Sister. sisters. He was... He was loving and happy and I think uh. surprised, but calm about all of it. And we all hit it off so well. He decided he's not calling us his half sisters. We are his sisters mm. and he is our brother, not a half brother. So it it uh. was really special. Really you nice. Say it. I, you, you said that on your post on Instagram. Yeah. And it's just, I was thinking about you all day because yeah. I knew because my mother who, uh, who is adopted, mm-hmm had a strikingly similar story. Wow, yeah. Where her brother was, uh, it was the same story. Her mother was shipped off like to a a convent, to a nunnery, basically. Yeah. uh, Where she was pregnant, she had the baby. Yep. And then she got to see her baby. And then the nuns took the baby. Yeah. And that was that. I know. And then called, uh, the the convent called her parents and said, you can come and get her. Yeah. And in the drive on the way home, her parents said, we'll never speak of this again. Really? But uh, in Illinois, on the birth certificate, for whatever reason, on my mom's birth certificate, it said that her mother had a prior live birth. Mm. And that little nugget always made her curious. Yes. Like, who is this prior live birth? Right. Is this person around? Are they not? And it turned out that he is alive. And it also turned out it's a full brother. Wow. That it was the same, the same parent. Right. Just amazing. Oh, that is, that, yeah, that just gives me chills. And then now my mom and her brother are very close. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. You just never know. You really It could go the other way, and you try not to have the expectations, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Because your your life was great before you met him, and you're like, it'll be fine. Yep. It's interesting from his perspective, right? Because he didn't know you guys existed. Right. Like, you knew that there was... Uh, a a brother out there. Yep, yep. But he didn't know anything. No, or he he knew that that he matched up with somebody on ancestry. Hmm. But his the way that the information was transferred to him, it wasn't clear that it was that we were sisters, actual sisters. He thought it was you know somebody connected to our mom, but he assumed maybe cousins or whatever. I don't know where the confusion went, came in. My sister did all of this. I wasn't really yeah. part of the research at all but yeah it's it's really That's great wild it's, i'm so happy for you thank you and I am for too. him like mm-hmm. what a just what a neat yeah. uh chapter it's a gift it's really yeah. really wonderful mm-hmm. cool well we're glad to have you back we miss you thank you i mean a week of Susie. <laughs> i was gonna ask you how that all went <laughs> i hope everybody survived it was great it was great <laughs> she took tomorrow off to recover you know i i understand i'm the one who should take the time <laughs> off let's be honest uh very good thanks laura we'll see you tomorrow that's laura oaks uh and it is 523 Michael Rand is going to join us in about 10 minutes. We'll talk uh, the latest about the streaming 
television, bankruptcy court. Basically, we're going to try to talk about the future of watching the twins on TV in a way that will make sense to you. But first, D-Rush Hour news headlines, including the story of a woman in Hawaii knitting thousands of hats for a Twin Cities nonprofit, a step forward in the largest chunk of undeveloped land in the metro in Arden Hills, and this cool startup, neat technology, trying to protect our parents uh, from hurting themselves when they fall. We'll talk about that when we come back on CCF. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 528, time for the D-Rush Hour news headlines. And a man wrongly convicted of murder won his freedom, but now he wants true justice. That is Thomas Rhodes in a Ryan Raish KSTP 5 Eyewitness News story. That interview was from last year after he was released from prison, nearly 25 years after murder he did not commit. Now he's suing the longtime medical examiner, Dr. Michael McGee. Federal court, the lawsuit says defendants not only fabricated evidence, they fabricated a crime. Ramsey County Attorney's Office launched a review of more than 70 convictions where Dr. McGee's testimony was key. And a spokesperson told Channel 5 that review is still ongoing. Why is a woman in Hawaii knitting thousands of hats for a Twin Cities nonprofit? Derek James at WCCO-TV Channel 4 reporting about hat Hats and Mittens in Hopkins. That's the name of the nonprofit. So what's the deal with this woman from Hawaii? Well, her name is Sandy Williamson. She has a rare disease that causes her to have a dangerously low white blood cell count. And so she thought she was going to die. She turned 65. She's like, I didn't even think I was going to make it this far. So she celebrated as, as you do. By buying a loom. (laughs) She's a native of Wisconsin. She had a relative here who knew a person who knew a person. That's how she ended up at Hats and Mittens. Over eight years, she's been making hats now and made it up to 5,000 hats. She said there's probably only been half a dozen days in five years that she hasn't made hats. Pretty cool. Finally, a step forward in the largest chunk of undeveloped land in the metro in Arden Hills. Oh, the hammers are going to start flying. Do they use, is that how they use it? Somehow I have a feeling when they're building a 400,000 square foot corporate headquarters, maybe they have a nail gun. Is that, I don't know. Dan says that's how they do it. Uh, Ryan Companies bought this thing, $12.8 million, 40 acres uh, this is the Rice Creek Commons area right by 35W. Maybe it'll be a corporate campus or an R&D center or uh, distribution, manufacturing. It'll be that sort of a deal and then some retail and restaurant space out there. Ramsey County, this thing has been a real pain in the butt over the last 11 years. Ramsey County bought the former Twin Cities Army 
ammunition plant site. Remember, it was floated for a Viking stadium. It's been all sorts of things. But in 2013 is when they bought it. They're going to clean it up, turn it into a mixed-use homes, businesses, whatever. Uh, lots of disputes between the county and the suburb over how dense the housing should be. A cool startup in Minneapolis trying to protect seniors from falls. All right, I just thought this was so interesting. Mini Inno from the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal reporting on Davenport Safety Systems. So it's like a vest. You heard they said like it inflates like an airbag. They're designing wearable technology made to detect a fall before the user hits the ground. So you notice the shift in center of gravity. And then this thing in milliseconds blows up the airbags to reduce a risk of injury. So many people fall and hurt themselves. The company is the brainchild of Ryan Davenport's father, who is an orthopedic surgeon, Jay Davenport. Ryan has done media relations for years. He worked at uh, Fairview, and I knew him back when he was at Fairview. I didn't know he was doing this. This is pretty cool stuff. So the clothing inflates where fractures usually occur, like hips, shoulders, elbows, wrists, back, neck, and head. Pretty brilliant. One of the startup companies to watch this year. 5.33, that's the D-Rush Hour News headlines. Michael Rand will join us from the Star Tribune in just a minute. The latest new developments today about how you can watch the Minnesota Twins on TV. We'll talk about that in just a minute here on Drive Time. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 